Welcome to the First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration of America. I'm your host, Jerry Ewald, Chief Marketing Officer for Restoration of America. And today we are blessed to have a first-time guest, Ned Jones, a passionate leader and deputy director with the Election Integrity Network. Ned empowers grassroots efforts state by state to restore the faith in our elections. Well, Ned, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me this afternoon. Yeah, it's, it's our pleasure. And we always like to talk about election integrity here at Restoration of America. So uh, before we get started, though, can you introduce yourself to the audience and give a little bit about your background? Sure. Thank you. I'm Ned Jones. I'm the deputy director of the Election Integrity Network. And we're a project that was started at the Conservative Partnership Institute in 2021. And recently we were moved over to the Virginia Institute for Public Policy. And so now we're a project there. Uh, my uh, experience in politics started in Roseland, New Jersey in the 80s when I was a councilman and uh, was elected to office there and have always been interested in politics and really got involved with uh, election integrity the day after the 2020 election. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I was, that was going to be my question, right? Because, you know, election integrity is a major concern for most Americans. And if, and if it's not, you're not paying attention or you just don't care about democracy, which is something that the left likes to throw back at us. But, it, you know, election integrity, integrity has been around for a long time, but it's been thrown onto the national spotlight uh, in the 2020 election, as you just said. And so we, we've learned so much from it, uh, from from 2020. Uh, you know, we can go down so many different paths. We've uh, we've learned about the infamous Zuck bucks, you know, Zuckerberg's money that he was investing into elections. And then we just recently had Dr. Epstein on our show that talked about uh, the, how the algorithms, the search algorithms are being manipulated to favor the left. So, so many topics to go here. Ned, why don't you kind of give us a little bit of, uh, you know, what you've been working on since 2020? Uh, what are the big focus for you? Okay, thank you. Yeah, I live uh, right outside of Richmond, Virginia. And in 2020, I was a poll watcher um, at a uh, small precinct in Richmond. And all day long, I heard voters being told that they had already voted when they came in to vote. And it, at that time, it really didn't register because of all the mail, vote by mail during COVID and all the, you know, I thought it was a clerical problem. But anyway, Right after the election, I soon learned that that was a problem around the country. People who tried to vote were told that they had already voted. And so I decided then to try to find out what was going on with that and actually what was happening with our elections. And uh, shortly after the election, in, I believe it was late November, early December, I ran into Hayden Ludwig, one of your associates, and uh, have been involved with him since then. He actually wrote an article about my experience on Election Day. And... To make a long story short, I, I started researching our elections, and what I found was that conservatives had always been involved, like myself, with campaigns, candidates. We knocked on doors, made phone calls, and we left the process of running elections up to others. And we found out in 2020 what those others can do with that process. And I also found out during the following year that Leftist nonprofit organizations were really the organizations that had infiltrated our election system and were essentially running it for us. How, how kind of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I you start off by saying you you heard that there was a, a lot of people that would say, hey, 
the system says I already voted, but I didn't. Is that was that localized to a specific area, or is that across the country? You're seeing this. No, what happened was it was certainly in my precinct. And then after the election, we started hearing about it in Georgia, Wisconsin, really all over the country. Voters were told that they had already voted when they showed up to vote on election day. And of course, the theory is that a phantom had voted for them uh, prior to election day, either voting early or voting by absentee uh, mail in ballot, as we call it today. You see, here in Virginia, we have no ID law. Anyone can be anyone when they vote. All they have to do is sign an affidavit, bring in a utility bill. It's very loose. And so that kind of thing could be going on. You know, we don't accuse anybody of anything, but these are some of the vulnerabilities that we talk about um, in terms of our election process. Was there any indication of which, um, which direction those phantom voters were voting in? No, because, you know, it's a secret ballot and no matter who mm -hmm. casts it, you know, we never know. Uh, the intent of the voter. So, again, these are vulnerabilities as we talk about mm -hmm. them, things that could have happened. Yeah, I, I mean, regardless, it's it's a violation. Uh, we feel violated if we, we go to show up and, and, and someone already voted or fandom or whatever you call it is already voted in her name. What has been done to stop that and make sure that that doesn't happen again in 2024? Well, what happened in Virginia, um, because in 2021, right after the 2020 election, we had a statewide election again, governor, attorney general, lieutenant governor, yeah. and so forth. So we had to come up with um, answers if we could, but strategies, more importantly, for that election. And one of the things we told conservative voters, vote on the very first day of in-person voting. We have 45 days of that, if you can imagine to protect your vote. In other words, once you're marked voted in the poll book, no one can steal your vote. In other words, a phantom can't do it. So we encourage people to vote in person, not by mail ever, but in person on the first day of early voting to protect your vote. It seemed to have worked because in Virginia, we never heard about those, quote, phantoms uh, after the 2021 election. We're not sure, but that's what we think might have happened. So you're, um, it's interesting that you say that. So I know there's a lot of effort uh, right now moving into the 2024 election about voting early, uh, but you're saying vote in person early, not, not vote by mail. Right. If your state has early in-person voting, and several do, in Virginia, like I say, we have 45 days. The best thing to do is vote on the very first day that you can in person which prevents anyone from requesting an absentee uh, mail-in ballot for you or showing up here in Virginia or in other states mm -hmm. where they're very loose about uh, ID laws um, to vote in, in your person. So, so it sounds like the strategy you're advocating is, is beat the, van, the phantom to the poll. If you go before this quote-unquote phantom comes in, you, you, you're locked in, your vote's in. That's right. And there's so many other reasons to do it. You know, campaigns are chasing voters all during those 45 days here in Virginia. Once you're marked voted, you won't get the texts anymore. You won't get the emails or the phone calls. Mm -hmm. Also, if there's a problem with your registration, you have plenty of time to straighten it out before Election Day. And the mm -hmm. people who waited till, for Election Day in Maricopa County last year certainly found out what can happen when you do right. that. Many of them weren't even allowed to vote. So, so Ned, makes makes a lot of sense. I, I think, though, the, the question is, why can't we stop 
the phantom voting is there's got to be some way because you know we're, we're trying to out game the system and make sure we do it early and and lock it in it's a race to the ballot but there's got to be a way to prevent uh the phantom voting from happening well one way would be to clean up our voter rolls finally because what we're not even talking about is when there's a voter at an address registered at an address and the voters no longer there they either died they moved gotten married or whatever the reason is so number one would be to clean up our voter rolls and only have voters who are at their address on those voter rolls. Now, that's going to be difficult to do because in a lot of states, nothing is being done. But that would be the first step. The other thing is to, you know, have some sort of voter ID laws in place where someone has to prove who they are to vote. I mean, that's as simple. And public polling is massively in favor of that. Uh, however, many states no longer have ID and uh, other states have a very loose ID law. So those are a couple of things that would really stop what could be could be going on. So so for, first part of the strategy, beat the phantom to the poll. The second part is minimize the ability of the phantom to go out and vote, if you will. That's exactly right. Yep. Everything that we see as a vulnerability and there's a long list of things that the left is up to. We have to try to develop counter strategies um, to their efforts. And yeah. that's really what I've been doing since the election of 2020. I, I think that's so important that you said that, right? Because you get so many people that get so upset and they just say, you know, this is an injustice. I demand justice. Fix this immediately. And I guess what people don't realize is it's not easy to fix. I mean, it's it's government. Uh, it's bureaucracy. There's, there's uh, bureaucratic red tape everywhere you go. So you have to work the system, and that's exactly what you're doing. And you're trying to put laws in place, get things done to, again, beat the, beat the phantom to the poll and then minimize the ability of the phantom to, to vote in, in your place. And, and I, I, think, I think people really need to understand that because that's, that's really the only way to fix this problem. Right. And one of the things that happened right after the 2020 election, people were so upset. They wanted to do something. And what we say is, yes. You need to get involved. We need conservatives involved in the process of running our elections. And so I spent 2021 with the Virginia Project and told you a couple of things that we came up with in Virginia to try to mitigate any issues with, with the election that year. And then early in 2022, I joined the Election Integrity Network, and we've been working on a national basis since then um, with our coalitions and local election task forces. Getting citizens involved in the election process is the answer. We need to be there mm -hmm. in the room, as they say, for our elections. So, so let's let's focus in on that. How does the average citizen uh, get involved with the election system to, to make sure that their vote counts, other people's votes count? Well, I can speak for the Election Integrity Network. And what we've done is we've established around the country now 20 statewide coalitions which is a gathering of organizations and individuals who are interested in election integrity. And then within that structure, uh, we formed local election integrity task forces. The goal would be to have one of those task forces at every election jurisdiction. Now, that's very optimistic, but we're starting to grow that infrastructure. And what that does is it puts citizens in touch with local election officials. You find out what's going on. You see what they're doing about list maintenance or cleaning up voter rolls. You find out who their vendors are. You find out if they are involved with some of these left wing organizations that get deeply involved in our election system with election officials. 
And so the election officials start to understand that there are more citizens who are concerned about our election and willing to help in any way that they can. Number one would be poll workers. We call them election officials here in Virginia or poll watchers getting involved in cleaning up the voter rolls and so forth. We think it's citizens' actions that are going to fix our election system. So, so how do they do that? How do they get more information to be able to, to join that, that network? Well, the easiest way is to go to our website, whoscounting.us. That's just whoscounting.us and sign up. Um, we'll be in touch with them. We have introduction to our infrastructure classes. We have 10 other national working group calls every week where we've broken the election process down into its parts. And so people are looking at vulnerable voters and they're looking at uh, ranked choice voting is a very popular national group, national group that we have now. They're looking at voter roll cleanup. I run a couple of calls. One's called the Citizens Research uh, Project, where we are investigating the left-wing nonprofits. Another one is Vote by Mail and the Postal Service. You know, I call the Postal Service our largest precinct now, and there's been no observation or uh, citizen involvement in that precinct like all the others. So that's something we're looking at and trying to work with them to develop a relationship. Oh, that's, that's a really good point with all the vote by mail right now, right? So um, very important. And, and look, I think you, you, you touched on a key point. As, as citizens that are upset about what they're seeing, they're concerned about election integrity, you have an opportunity to get involved, not just complain about it, which, again, not everyone's, uh, you know, there's a lot of great people out there that are getting involved. But this is the time to do something about it. And you're providing them the tools, the resources to actually get involved and do something about it. You know, that's so true. And, and that's what people say all the time. I traveled all over the country last year. We held summits in nine states, which is a weekend Really, it's a training exercise of how you can form a coalition and task forces in your state. We went to the swing states last year, but people all over the country wanted to do something. They wanted to do something now. And the infrastructure that we talk about is a year-round process. It isn't just around election time. It's something that citizens can do year-round, starting tomorrow, as we tell them. And it is very beneficial. It helps the citizens understand what goes on in our elections, where the vulnerabilities are, and it also lets the election officials know that people are watching and they're willing to help out with some of the shortfalls that they have. No, that, that's fantastic, uh, Ned. So uh, last question for you. Uh, what do you think that the left has got planned uh, that we haven't seen yet for 2024? Well, there's a number of things that are going on right now. And I, I talk about it all the time. The first thing is uh, funding by progressive billionaires. You know, they have all the money. We have all the people and we can put our people to work and, and take advantage of that and push back against the money. But they form new groups. There's something called the Alliance for U.S. Uh, Election Excellence. And what they're trying to do is organize election offices around the country. It's the same organization that distributed the Zuck Bucks, the Center for Tech and Civic Life. There's also a massive on-campus voter registration. Well, they call it registration. I call it recruitment on our college campuses. It's called the All In Campus Democracy Challenge. It's run by an organization called the Civic Nation. And that's another one of these left-wing nonprofit uh, entities supported by left-wing donors. Mm -hmm. They're pushing ex expanded uh, vote by mail and so forth. Um, you know, Biden won the election in three cities. 
three cities were the difference. And that's where we need to concentrate our efforts to be sure that we elect a conservative president in 2024. And so our election uh, integrity summit, uh, excuse me, coalitions are extremely important in all states and particularly the swing states. Yeah, I think it's uh, like you said earlier on, it's so important that we understand the tactics that are being used and then we counter them quickly. And and again, if anything good came out of the 2020 election, it's that the, the right has woken up to election integrity issues and they're on top of it. And I, again, I know a lot of people will complain and say we're not doing it fast enough. Uh, things need to move fast. You know, again, they need to move faster. But uh, the, this is the way to do it. And there's organizations like yours and ours that are going after that and trying to counter all those efforts and make sure that we do have election integrity. You know, that's so true. And uh, the grassroots has to do it. I mean, that's who's going to fix it. Um, it won't be a party. It won't be a candidate. It's going to be the grassroots because that's where the interest is. That's where people are really upset with our election process. And I think that public polling shows that all the time. It's a nonpartisan, you know, it's bipartisan, I guess. I guess we'll say that everybody's concerned about elections. You know, when you think back on the last few cycles and one side or the other was complaining, and it's true, there are vulnerabilities and irregularities that have to be addressed. And you can't uh, ignore it. You have to get involved. And we think that citizens doing that is the answer. Well, well said, Ned. Hey, I want to thank you again for all the work that you're putting in. I know our, our country definitely appreciates it. So thank you. Well, thank you, Jerry, for all the work that y'all are doing, too. I have an association with a lot of your associates, and it's just great work. And I really appreciate the opportunity to be with you today. Yeah, same here, Ned. Thank you. All right. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting conservative media. Don't ever forget that working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. Until next week, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe by texting First Right to 30161. That's First Right, all caps, one word to 30161.